G'day and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle, where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana and welcome to winter. The only thing colder than the weather here in Canberra was the New South Wales dressing room after last night's State of Origin. Yikes. Well, we'll dive into that game very soon, as well as the pre-match entertainment. Also, Tanasi Kokonakis has played the tennis match of his life, plus the Dragons are in proper strife. No coach, no sponsor, no hope, no chance. All that and more on today's edition of the Full Time Whistle. Ah, State of Origin Game 1. To the neutral fan, it was a spectacle. To the Blues fans, it was a disappointment. And to the Maroons fans, it was a slog, but man, it was worth it. Munster's got free of the tackle, and O'Carr has missed W.O. True determined performance from the Queenslanders who found themselves on the back foot on many different occasions. Losing Tom Gilbert in the first half to injury, prop Thomas Flegler controversially was sent to the sin bin and they also lost both of their wingers to injury as well. Everything was against them and they just dug deep and hung in like Queenslanders do, eventually winning the match 26-18. to And while it's elation for the cane toads, it's a gut check for the cockroaches and an even bigger punch to the belly for coach Brad Fittler. More questions are now being asked around whether or not Freddie is still fit for the job. And if you ask me, I think it's time to move on. Having a second rower like Hudson Young, who would normally play 80 minutes for the Raiders, sitting on your bench after just 31 minutes is a mistake. Fittler was also obviously not going to play Nico Hines at all until he was forced to after the head injury to Turbo, to which he then played Hines in a position he's never played before. I know for Queensland that Ben Hunt also had to have a stint in the centres, but Hunt has been around the Origin Arena before. Nico Hines, it's his first match. No wonder he was going to get muscled off the ball. Instead, Fittler should have activated the 18th man, and that would have helped so much more. The 18th man was Matt Burton, a player who is normally a halfback, but has played centre before. He would have been the perfect replacement for Tom Trebojevic. I know I sound like every Blues fan right now. I'm sorry, but i got to get it off the chest. Personally, I think the Penrith experiment should be over. It hasn't worked in origin. And Tedesco, well, he also just looks like a former version of himself. I don't normally agree with anything that NRL on 9 says. But their suggested blue side for Game 2 is something I wholeheartedly agree with. Maybe a, a change or two there. If you haven't seen it, go to their Facebook and check it out. But for now, a big congratulations to Queensland for winning Game 1. Game 2 will be on the 21st of June and will be held up at Suncorp Stadium. So things are going from bad to worse for the Blues. I just wonder who the pre-match entertainment will be. living end open state of origin last night to mixed reviews. Personally, I loved it. Yeah, they sounded a bit scratchy, but who cares? If you weren't singing along to white noise, then you were doing it wrong. The 
This is where my gripe starts. The Living End finished singing their hit single, and I was wondering, well, what are they going to play next? Maybe a bit of Prisoner of Society, What's On Your Radio, Roll On, oh, so many good choices. The answer was none of them, and instead, this. How good was that? The Living End rocking the South Australian capital here tonight at Adelaide Oval. Let's get a quick update now from Joe Kane over at Sportsman. The series opener is here, and what we know, 84% since 2004, matches decided for an over. What a joke! Why are you cutting away as soon as they've finished one song? You can hear them in the background gearing up to play a second. And for a sports bet ad, oh my gosh, come on! This is why, this is the single reason why the AFL is better when it comes to pre-match entertainment. Ah, Le French Open, a place where upsets are coming thick and fast, where over half of the seeded female single players have been eliminated, and over in the men's, well, world number two, Daniel Medvedev, was knocked out in their first round. <laughs> it is a juicy, and one Australian has gotten in on the fun and knocked out a big name. Tanasi Kokonakis has won the biggest game of his career, defeating former tournament champion Stan Wawrinka over five sets in the second round. This is the first time since 2015 that the Australian has made it this far in the French Open. But it wasn't easy. Quote, I knew Stan's getting older, but the first set and a half he was playing the best tennis he could play. I was nowhere. I just tried to hang in there. But in the end, the 27-year-old came up triumphant and walked away with the biggest win in his singles career. It's not going to get any easier for him, though, with Kokonakis now set to face world number 11 Karen Kachanov in the third round sometime tomorrow. The old saying is you should never kick anyone when they're down. Unless you're kicking the St. George Illawarra Dragons, then you should just keep on kicking, it seems. The first big blow to the Dragons was missing out on their ideal coach. They were confident and were basically ready to confirm that former player and current Sydney Roosters assistant coach Jason Riles was on board. An offer of $3.2 million over four years was tabled, and all it needed was Riles' little old John Hancock to make it official. But it wasn't meant to be. And Riles basically gave them the middle finger and signed on with the Melbourne Storm to be their assistant from next year onwards. And then the second snub. And this one was a bit more personal for the Dragons, with St. George Bank ending their sponsorship with the club after 40 years. Their sponsorship was actually supposed to end at the end of this year, but the company opted to extend for one more year to allow the club time to find a new front of shirt sponsor. So that's Lovely. They still care about the club. The Telegraph has reported, though, that club officials are attempting to salvage the relationship with a smaller sponsorship amount. But I feel as though the deal is dead in the water. And the Dragons don't want to beg now, do they? Oh, please help our little club. We're struggling so much. Please stay with us. Don't leave us after 40 years. We'll change. We'll be better, I promise. Ugh, yuck. That's so desperate sounding. I know I just made that quote up, but it's still yuck. <laughs> and that's it. Your day of sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Chat to you then. After getting back into the winner's circle, the Red Hot Raiders are off to Campbelltown to face the Tigers. Scores for the green machine.
And here at Mix 106.3, we're off to Fenway Public House, your Southside spot for another watch party. The best bit, you're invited. You little beauty! Raiders versus Tigers, Friday night from 7, live on Mix 106.3. Thanks to Harvey Norman Fishwick, Mr Brandman, The Lighthouse Pub and Alexander Watson Insulation on Canberra's Mix 106.3. You're unbelievable.